Opinions and ideas expressed in the following Moraine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Moraine Valley Community College. this beautiful evening. I'm Kaylee Arnold. I'm Kayla McMahon. I'm Christine Hacker. And we are the Obesity Busters. Today we are going to be discussing the different types of discourse that apply to our topic, which is obesity. Obesity is an epidemic that is hitting nations hard, especially the U.S. But first we're going to be discussing what discourse is. It brings up different sides of an argument while showing knowledge of that specific topic. It can also open up new ideas, showing your opinion. It may not be entirely justified, justified according to true facts. In this podcast, we are going to be discussing the controversies over the crisis, starting with popular discourse that is present in our everyday life. One of the most obvious examples was Dear Fat People by Nicole Arbor. She's fat shaming, claiming that it's actually not fat shaming, and that people are way too sensitive nowadays and can't take criticism correctly. Her exact words in the video were, um, fat shaming's like a race card with no race. She says, yeah, but I couldn't fit into the store. That's discrimination. Uh... No, that means you're too fat. You should stop eating. This is easy for her to say because she's skinny. However, just because she's skinny doesn't mean that she can't have a right to criticize. One of the examples of criticism when she was at an airport um, complaining about a fat family as she was standing in line and they were complaining about having to stand for too long. And also, I was like a fat kid and she tells a story about the how there was an overweight kid next to her and she had to push over their weight because it was falling onto her seat and he didn't have to eat. And, like, he's a child in a way, and how you can say that about someone is just absolutely asinine compared to whatever's going on. But then there are also examples in the video, like Weight in the Nation, the stigma, where um, people describe their experiences with obesity and, like, the comments, the rude comments that they would receive from other people. An example of this would be the people had instances where other individuals would make comments like go die and you're a fat bitch but are you guys still as shocked as like when the lady tells a story about how people would take items out of her shopping cart and tell her hey you don't need this i think that's like kind of ridiculous because i don't think you could really tell that to any kind of person no matter like what their weight is or it's not your business to be doing something like that and what if they're not shopping for themselves you can't just assume because they're overweight they're just gonna eat I would never be able to do that to somebody. Well, well, people do assume. People like to assume things and decide like that they, they know best for other people when they really don't. And that's the thing with popular like discourse. It's like people like to decide. And then there's the other one where the guy was told that he was going to eat the profits while working at an ice cream place. And it's like, how can you say that? Like, to start off, you get tired if you eat the same food for like a week. But like, still, you can't just say, hey, you can't get a job because you're fat. That's hard discrimination. Yeah. It goes back to the Nicole Arbor thing where she says it's race without the actual race. The next type of discourse we'll be covering is academic discourse. This type of discourse is used as a specific style of communication used in the academic world. Food companies are next in line after people and their personal responsibility. And because of this, the food companies start to come up with ways to shoot down any accusations that they've come encounter with. Um, and like one of those examples was the one woman who like did their her damnedest to try and like like push the blame away from food companies distorting like the views when people look at them the wrong way like um coke and pepsi have calories but don't make you fat um it's like accusing people of demonizing them or their companies and like the interviewer is is trying to like cover her ass by saying she's not entirely um agreeing but not entirely disagreeing and it's like obese people are like they're 
taking in the calories but just not exercising enough to uh, balance it out. However, I remember they said like it takes like maybe an hour up to like 20 minutes to an hour to like gain off and run off the calories of a Coke. So is it you're not exercising enough, but in reality, is it even that? Did you guys realize the whole time while she was making the video, she had this creepy smile on her face? I think I think just her facial expressions themselves like shouldn't have been so important, but it seemed obvious even by like her speech patterns that she wasn't entirely confident in what she was saying, and that I it, agree so- with it that. sounded really robotic. Even, and- even then, it probably wasn't even her thing. She was just getting paid to say whatever. And it sounded like really rehearsed. Like she knew exactly what to word say. for word what she was going to say yeah. and, and when she to was, say it. She was very prepared for and what they were going to ask, what they her, were going to accuse. Herself didn't really know the facts upon it, and it was just one of those things. One thing that really interested me is that there was also the statement that there are no good or bad foods. I mean, that's kind of crazy to even bring up or say because that's not true at all. There are very good foods for you. I mean, you got your vegetables, your fruits, your meats. Those are all foods that help you. It's freshman health. It's simple freshman health class when you look at the food pyramid, although they say that it's changed in the way of order that it is. Mm -hmm. But there are good or bad foods for you from the top to the bottom. I mean, obviously going to McDonald's and ordering a a greasy double cheeseburger is not good for you, but, you know, there's salads. And then there's the calorie intake on top of that. Like, you might not eat a lot, but it's still just not good for your body in general. Well, they're arguing that um, it's just the amount that you take in, the amount of calories. It's not necessarily the food itself. It's... um, like the National Restaurant Association president, he said that just because we have electricity doesn't mean you have to electrocute yourself. I mean, you can I like try. that quote. <laughs> I like that quote because that quote means mainly like just because there are bad foods everywhere you turn, pretty much, that you don't have to go out and exactly buy those bad foods. Well, the, the main argument is, like, the amount of food that you're taking in. It's, like, they're saying, it's basically indirectly saying that you're personally responsible for the amount of food you take in. But even then, it's what's convenient to you, because there's, you go out and there's, like, ten different fast food places. And, and if you're say, on, like, a time crunch or something. Yeah, like, yeah. between work, I have 30 seconds, I mean, not 30 seconds, 30 minutes to eat something and go back. And across the streets to Taco Bell or the McDonald's, I'm not going to, and that's home. where those come into play. Exactly. And they like to they like to say that it indicates that people have no self-control, which is totally false, but it also says like people are personally responsible. They have no self-control. They can't control what they eat. But in that case, it, do they really have a choice at that point when it comes to both like time and money? We have a control on how much we eat, however, but like you said, time and money, we don't have control over that. Circumstances. Another thing that food companies try to do is when they're advertising their food ads, they like to use celebrities and people who are of higher kind of value. Yeah, value than other people. And um, I mean, it, it works, I guess, because, you know. The controversy over the, the commercial, like that brought attention to it. And it, whether it's good or bad attention, it still got the word out there that, like, it's Pepsi. You know, you should come look at it, you should come buy it. But, like, you barely even see the Pepsi in the commercial. I know that's kind of not the point, but you barely do see it, and all you see are, like, these good, attractive people in there, not some overweight people. You usually see drinking Pepsi. Um, in the article, like, The Perils of Ignoring History, I remember them saying, like, you want to turn, like, in the playbook, you, know, you want to turn that anger onto the government for trying to take away your freedom, like, trying to take away your choice. Like, they shouldn't be able to tell you what you can or cannot eat. How does the government tell you what you can and cannot eat? 
I'm confused. I mean, I guess, like, in a way, it, it has to do with the fact that they, like, are pushing the whole healthy diet and exercise. And when you go to school, you get, like, roast bread or whatever as your lunch opposed to, like, what you used to get. And that's more so the government's fault. They want to dictate what, like, schools can or cannot have in their schools to feed the children because children are one of the, like, most, the biggest eaters, especially, like, when yeah. there's, that's and all And they'll eat anything available. that's, like, put in front of them because they don't know better. And, and it's also, like, the only thing available. As a child, you don't really have a choice. And it's like, who are you to say what's healthy or what's not healthy for me? I mean, I don't think kids really care. So I think, like, part of it is up to the parents, but it's also due to the school that's all they're providing for the kids. Um, in the same article, they're, they're like trying to convince people, the top tobacco executives, that cigarettes were not harmful and that their highest priority was the safety of their customers. But then you look at it today and it says schools remain a branding and sales opportunity for the beverage industry while also pledging to protect children. That was said by American Beverage Association. And it's basically the same exact thing, um, saying companies do not promote abuse of their products, but then it seems like business interests are more important to the U.S. than the health of developing countries. Look, I mean, look at our president. I know. Donald Trump, man. He's not making an effort to help the problem. He's just joining in on the laughter. Every time I see that guy, he's making fun of pet, fat people. That's actually really downgrading towards them because instead of helping them want to do better and be fitter, he's making them want to go into a corner and eat themselves to death. Mm-hmm, and even then... He remarked on Kim Kardashian's baby weight. She gained too much, but, like, she's pregnant. What are you supposed to do? Like, not be fat? It seems like any weight is, is bad weight, no matter, like, where you got it. Or even if you lose it, it it's still, like, you're, you're going to be seen as that person. Tying back to the government, it's, like, trying to take away your freedom. It's a good example would be, like, the, the pro-life and pro-choice where it, they're trying to make sure that their views aren't seen in a bad light. There's also the fact with how they make their own little charity um, scientific foundations and they pay those to give them the um, results they want. And then they use it as a fact like, oh. Because it came from someone higher up, mm -hmm. so it looks legit, but in reality it's just them getting paid for yeah. it. Our top researchers of something that we made but you don't get to know because it's a secret have said that this isn't that bad for you, but it actually is extremely bad for you. And... I feel like an overconsumption of anything though is actually really bad for you. But they're trying yeah. to they're trying to like make money no matter what companies are trying to th that's their main goal. So there's no way that they'd even some of them won't even admit like the overconsumption. They just admit like, well, our food isn't that bad and oh, here, well, here's just not a problem. Well, it's like here's here's a study from the person who's from totally us. trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically, it's from us. Here's a study from us telling you that our food is not bad. And Just like, to promote it more. You know that they're backed by it, but it's under a hidden backer for funding to where, like, it's like, oh, we're not funding this. But they are. They really are. After viewing multiple sources, I'm sure we could all say at one point or another our views have changed as we gain more insight on this topic. Um, tobacco industry, like, how they had report on um, smoking and health, they had the power to say what they wanted. It's similar to how fast food companies, they just manipulate their customers. That's the same with all fast food, it seems. All food, the food environment, everything, the government, it's all got an influence. And from what we've seen, it seems to be mostly negative, which has kind of changed my views, given me more insight to like what the truth is.
And even then, with your own personal views, you can't help to remember how much of what you see is actually affecting yours, because down to your favorite thing of ice cream, it's different, and your views on obesity and the food industry and everything else, and the discourse behind it, all tie back to one single thing, and it's yourself. In case you guys forgot, we're the Obesity Busters, and that is it for today.